This is an epic quest across an ancient, magical kingdom. As Uma, a reluctant young shaman, seeks her revenge against the king who killed her family. But, guided by otherworldly allies and unlikely new friends, Uma unlocks a whole new world. Evening's Kingdom, written and read by Paula Schmidt. This is Paula Schmidt, and welcome to my theater of the mind. Evening's Kingdom, season two. But first, my lovelies, my strangelings, as requested by the marvelous Miss Baker Manning, a quick recap of season one before we begin season two. If you are new to Evening's Kingdom, please turn back that dial all the way to episode one because here be spoilers. I believe in art as horror, in stories that bewitch and rewire our consciousness. Stories that teach us how to heal and thereby revision our society towards a more equitable world. And this is the treasure at the heart of Evening's Kingdom. As you may recall, Uma, our bold non-binary hero, is on a mission to murder the king and avenge her vanquished people. But she was on her own until a caravan of outcasts, Ogadai and Lalora and their merry band of artist miscreants Talu, Arayaku, Fern, took Uma under their wing. On their adventures together across the singing sands, through villages and ruins, Uma became a healer, only to be tempted into the dark arts when she, Arayaku, and Talu journeyed up into the mountains to trade with the famously reclusive monks of the Cloud Forest where a powerful, mysterious, alien snake god named Laxus appeared to Uma in an enchanted cave. Laxus grooms Uma towards the darkness, gifting her a magical tattoo with a mind of its own. And Uma apprenticed herself to his dark ideals to strengthen her powers and learn how to destroy the Yang people. Because, obsessed with revenge, Haunted by survivor's guilt and self-doubt. Above all things, Uma longs to prove herself to her ancestors. And when we last left Uma, she was singing with power and being hailed as nigh godlike herself by the monks of Cloud Abbey. Their caravan reunited. The friends are about to return down on their long road to Chalice, where Uma plans to seek her revenge. Meanwhile, in the capital city of Chalice, we also met Nor Tenzing, the small but determined boy prince who must eliminate all rivals for the throne. But Nor's beloved princess Nezmi may be his greatest threat of all. Harem violence escalated in the palace as Nor and Nezmi fell more in love, but the princess had her own designs. After a bloody incident with Princess Kestrel, the victorious Nor became a royal favorite, and his father, the king, took him on a holiday into the jungle. But a royal execution at the Well of Skulls incites riots, and Nor raced back to the capital, through the jungle alone to save Nezmi. He intercepted her assassin, murdering their rival in the very door to Nezmi's innermost chambers. And can I say, I loved recording that episode, episode eight. But as ever... Princess Nezmi has her own designs. She keeps her own counsel, this one. 
After allowing herself one final sweetness in life, the lover's paths divide across unbridgeable kingdoms when Nezmi takes her own life with a serpent. Because if you know me, you know I am a little bit obsessed with Cleopatra. But we have not seen the last of the beautiful Nezmi. Or of Nor, who now has a clear path to becoming the king of Tensingland. To quote my story, just as wild plants have the strongest medicine, so do the wildest gods. And there we are, my friends, book two shortly awaits. As Uma deepens into the shamanic arts and rises in love, I hope the story inspires you to embrace the indivisible whole which is life itself championing equality and ways of walking lightly together in our world. Is the story inspiring you to meditate? Maybe experiment with a little shamanic journeying yourself? Please let me know in a review. What are your favorite ways to listen? I love listening to podcasts on walks and just blissing out. Maybe you do this too, or you listen while making dinner, or maybe while doodling, working on a painting. Who are your favorite characters? What parts of the story? What do you want more of? Please let me know. And on that note, I have a beautiful review from the lovely Hanushka. Captivating and beautiful, she says. Oh, thank you. Evening's kingdom is such a delight. The characters are complex, the story is rich, and the world they live in is beautifully described. Each episode leaves you excited to hear the next chapter. I can't wait for the next book. Anushka, thank you so much for taking the time to leave a review. I love hearing the details about what you enjoy about the story. Season 2 slash book 2, episode 1 is on her way. If you want a little something for your brains to snack on in the meantime, I have ever-growing delights available for free on eveningskingdom.com. On the journal slash interviews page, click to listen to Evening's Kingdom, The Conversations. Wide-ranging conversations with artists and thinkers on their work, their life, their adventures, processes, and routines. Kind of an inside-the-actors studio meets the Tim Ferriss show. These conversations will, no doubt, wend their ways into my writing. In stories from me in years to come, you may well recognize characters and ideas first discussed here. Here you'll find my conversation with Pat Galt, Alaskan guide, talking about his journey with ayahuasca. We also consider the many different kinds of possible cognizance, trees, rivers, mountains, even rocks, how this informs the worldviews of many traditional cultures, like the Alaskan Dinaina, who recognize these multiple dimensions of consciousness, all of which thoughts and the wind can traverse. Also coming soon, and perhaps already posted by the time you listen to this, are lots more interviews up for free on eveningskingdom.com, including my exclusive interview with Baker Manning, my dear amazing friend who also happens to be a reality TV star the author of Yacht Jobs Handbook and a Magical Unicorn Human who radiates joy and a singular feminine ferocity I adore. To the moon and back, my friend. And the poet laureate of Martha's Vineyard, Justin Aron, who is a gorgeous Stillwater soul, an incredibly talented writer, photographer, musician, and thinker, 
far seeing, far out, my wonderful friend. And Justin Booher, Ayurvedic chef, mystic soul, green man, on learning from the leaves, cooking, being, delighting in being alive. So do hop over to visit eveningskingdom.com and enjoy. This is Paula Schmidt, and thank you for listening and for dreaming. The rest of the story is just down the road, but as Baker loves to say, there is no tomorrow. There is only and always today. And well may it please you.